Right, this is another episode of the Best Damn League show. For real, for real. We are all Zoomers now because this is actually the real Best Damn League show with Dom. I told you he would come back. Even though I've sort of made it like you're like some like legend of old in all the other episodes. I always mention at the beginning you're not here, but you actually are here now. You know what's funny, Dom? This is how like life just has its own sense of humor, you know, timing, like happenstance. This is not a joke, guys. We actually did plan completely to do this episode way further out than we normally do. And it had nothing to do because it hadn't even been hinted yet with the Carmine Cobb drama or any of the other stuff that happened with BDS on Twitter. That that just happened to be good luck on our half because it does sort of feed into this show because that's actually the maddest thing, Dom. You've basically picked the best time ever to come back. You actually have done your fucking Gandalf arc. You went away as Dom the Grey, Gandalf the Grey. Then you came back, you know, on the light of the third day or whatever it was, as Gandalf the White, to come in and slay all the hordes of orcs. Uh, sorry, French people. Uh, so, oh, did I get that one way around there? Shit, I do that every now and then. One, by the way, shout out to all French people who, if you point out, like, I just don't like you, or I think you're stupid, they go, racism. It's like, what's brilliant is that'll never be racism. It'll never work that way. Not least because, spoiler, we're the same race, you fucking morons. Think it through. Okay, there's that. So, Dom, let's just start. Instead of doing it, obviously, everyone wants to get the drama in, right? So, I actually think the first place to obviously start, I saw you dressed it on your stream, obviously, is the Carmine Corp firing of your martyr, right? The initial position I have is this, Dom. Obviously, on all the other shows, I've gone pretty fucking hard. So, what I'll do initially is I'll just sort of play devil's advocate and I'll put it to you and test your position, right? So, here's the first question I would say is if someone has a team with big names on it and they come into the LEC, if they lose seven games in a row, it, you should at least be able to have the conversation. Could it be the coach, right? Yeah, you can definitely have the conversation. I just think that in general, if you are going to get a, a coach in League of Legends that has the history that Yamato Cannon has, you're not looking at a, at a winter split success. You are trying oh. to ramp up over the course of the year. The last times that Yamato has been in LEC, he's got his team to Worlds. He's been able to band-aid problems with the team and find solutions that ended up being core to their success later on in the season when it came to drafts, when it came to like how the team needed to play in order to have any amount of success. And it seems like they brought in a coach like Yamato Cannon. And they're like, all right, results right now in winter. It's the only thing that matters. If you don't get to at least the top, uh, top eight, if you don't get to, I guess now playoffs, since we call it playoffs in LEC, yes. um, if you don't get to the group stage, if you don't get to playoffs, you're done. You're just getting cut immediately. And I think that it's, it's, it's super like unfair, obviously, and the, the point that I made on Power Spike that I'll, I'll make to you here as, as well is what do people think that, that a coach can do? Because if you look at what a coach's ability is with a team, the two places that you'll look are drafts and early game because it's almost impossible to coach out mid to late game shot calling like in decision making yes. in a game like League of Legends. Like there's no way to actually call or like to, to fix those problems because there, there aren't the tools in the game to actually... Yes allow you to, to test and, and practice mid to late game situations. And those situations are normally fixed by review. Like you just have to be in those games in the, you have to get those games out in official games and you have to just like deconstruct that after the game and be like, okay, what should we do in this situation? It's extremely hard to, to coach these types of things because in scrims you just don't get those situations well, it's the hardest enough. thing in the world to coach like you said Dom. the joke is there's elite like lpl and lck teams that can't do league and macro sometimes or struggle with it i'm with you mate the real problem there is obvious which is like you say it's not like you can drop your team into a scrim at 30 minutes in a certain scenario and then have them just play it out seven times like essentially you're just coaching fundamentals at that point you just hope you condition the players and they figure it out themselves because so to put it another way you're you're leading towards this so if the two areas are early 
early game and draft. Mm-hmm. Look, disclaimer, we obviously like you, Mark Cannon, and have him on our content, so there is a level of bias. But I'd also say that means we know him better. You, you think in those two areas he was doing good enough, at least? Yeah, definitely. Like, I think that their drafts were, were I mean, they were losing drafts where they had three winning lanes and a jungle that outfarms the enemy jungle. Like, they were losing games with those drafts. How the fuck can you win? Like, what are you act- what do you need to get these guys for them to be competent enough to win a game of League of Legends? If all your lanes win and your jungle has a good pick for the game and he outfarms, it should just be that the other team doesn't get to breathe. And somehow they're losing um, games like that. So when I'm looking at these games, it's so strange to me that you'd ever look at a coach. Like if you if you just watched the gameplay, right? And you didn't think about, like you didn't know any of the players, you didn't know the coach. If you just watched like a random team play these games, would you not immediately focus on like the egregious level of mechanical performance of the players in the game? Would that not just be the first thing in your mind? It's like, holy oh. fuck, like, oh, Target Bus didn't block the Maokai mm-hmm. I know like people went back in the replay and they're like, oh, actually like, he might have actually got hit because of like the Z axis in okay. the game. Like there's a chance that he might've got hit for, but it's like, the point is in that situation, everyone thinks that, that he didn't block the ult. So oh, they sure. all start moving erratically yes. because he mistimes it. Like so, so egregiously you look at the Ash game. that Targum has played. You look at the laning phase from the Cabo shard game. You look at socket and team fights. Like these are obviously the areas that you would first jump to as like, maybe yes. these need to be fixed first. And for the record, I was down with them running it back an entire split. I think that it's reasonable to be like, okay, it was a bad split. We'll run back all nine players just for spring because spring, it's really hard to make changes between winter and spring. You can run back the whole team, the players, the coach, whatever, and you can run it back one more time. I wouldn't have been mad at that decision. Replacing the coach, it just doesn't make sense. It's, it's, It's like the, maybe the fifth place you would go. Like it would be the fifth change that you'd possibly make. I think the only player... That would be, or the only person in that room, if you go for like five players and coach, that would be more egregious to replace after these games, it would be Bo. Because they literally are getting like early game leads every yes. single game almost, and they're losing all these games. So yeah, that's my take on it. Here's where I'll start on that. So first of all, the reason why it's insane that this has happened to me is because I actually feel like Dom. I, I know like that European football is not your thing, but I can tell you, if you think like the NBA is bad, mate, for firing coaches, football is the most brutal sport in the world because even the best teams, if their team becomes fourth next season, fire the manager, even if he was the manager, by the way, who won them the season like two seasons ago. So I will say that the kind of... The culture in European football is that if you have a choice between, like, I have to basically replace a star player or the coach, you just replace the coach. Because the logic goes, it's harder to replace the star player. It's like what you're saying here about getting players. So I actually feel like, no joke, in some ways, even people like us inadvertently played part of this. Because what was the one refrain everyone was saying going into the end of this, like at the time, people looked like they were going to be 0-9. Everyone was like, right, the question is just which players do we replace? Nobody was saying what you were say Dominic, just run it back, give him another chance everyone was like, it just depended which position you preferred, so look, if you're an actual dickhead, and we might get to this, you were going because you don't know, you literally people say I know nothing about League, you may as well not even have your eyes open, you may as well actually, you may as well be Helen Keller analysing League of Legends if you want those two people Goran, that's your mistake, since when do we actually (laughs) analyse League of Legends using our eyes I saw you, you saw that from our video that legendary fucking comment where the guy basically like was sort of like how would we use our eyes to know who was good which is like 
holy shit, to even process that, like, almost gives me an aneurysm, like, blood's coming I mean, out that, just, that just shows, like, what, what is the even point of having these fucking shows? Like, this is what we're met with. We, we spend two hours discussing the intricacies of the it's game, true. and then, like, and then the, what we're met with is, like, wait, are you using your eyes to determine what the fuck is going on? Like, like I normally, I just fucking put my dick on my screen and just, like, slap it around, and wherever it ends up, that's the player that I end up cutting. It's like, what the fuck is going on? Like, what so community have we actually cultivated here? The problem here? is, I think everyone else thought, right, it's just which player. Are they replaced yeah, they're replacing top mid or support. But the joke is, if they really did think someone had to go, traditionally in European sports, I'm sorry, it's the coach goes first. So I actually think that's part of why they fired Yamato because sad thing is, because he's not French, it appeases the French fans. Like, at least we didn't fire one of your players. And then also, the other reason, that what's funny is though, I'll spin it backwards. Unlike football, Dom, this is actually by definition the worst firing, even if I don't look at what you're talking about with the things I think he did in the game. Because bro, they still have to pay him and the replacement isn't a coach as good. It's mad. Because think about this. If I bench one of these players, Dom, let's say Targarbis, I don't know what his contract is. Let's say it's a decent contract. If I bench him, yeah, I have to pay him. But the player I bring in might play better than him. That's not even a fucking hope with the amount of getting replaced. Like, the guy coming in isn't even another head coach, guys. It's like an assistant coach. Like, it's someone who isn't even supposed to be in the yeah. job. And they're wait, just paying Yamato to sit on the bench question. and not help. What's this? <laughs> I have a question. Because a lot of people were saying things like, oh, well, like, shouldn't the coach be the one that, that helps Targarbis talk in game? Well, what about the fucking coach that they have right now with that coached him in LFL? Like, so that guy, that guy, by definition, in your mind, that guy must have failed even harder than Yamato Cannon because he had a longer period of time at an earlier period and yes. he did not fix the issue. Like, also, it doesn't he, make sense. He can just go to the guy and literally speak to him in French, by the way, guys. Like, so if it's any sort of a comfort issue or culture, it shouldn't have a problem with the Rena guy or whatever his fucking name is, right? No, I'm with you. Because the other part to this is this, Dom. This is like, almost like the XL one last year. The joke is someone in these orgs really fucking hates Targarmus, mate. Because... It's only because these voice comms got released from Excel and now this team that we know this motherfucker doesn't talk. Think how rare it is, Dom. You, you, me and you sometimes might get like a player might tell us, all right, this player does or doesn't talk. But even then you don't always know, is he biased? Is he thinking of just like a brief time period? We've just heard the comms. If you hear those comms, what did you think? Were you actually shocked? There's two things, dude. One, the guy Tyamas doesn't talk. And then two, mate, I bet everyone before that thought Bo had language issues. Dude, he's talking all the time. Like it's actually the opposite of what people implied almost. I mean, it, it was super unnatural to me to, to watch Targumus play because, like, for example, I mean, I've played on all different, like, types of teams. I obviously played a, as a pro, and then, like, recently, I even did, like, a mixed-rank tournament. I did the Dauntless Invitational, which was a mixed-rank oh, okay. tournament that incorporated, like, plat players, diamond players, challenger players, master players, and, and we, like, competed in that. And even players that have never played competitive before that are, like, platinum or emerald when they get jumped on by by a champion it's very common to just say like hey this guy is killing me like that is a very obvious thing to say like oh the enemy the enemy guy is trying to kill me right now like come fucking help me it's so weird to see somebody just walk up when his whole team is like like they're not on the same screen obviously if everyone's watching the same thing that's a different story but if you have people that are like mid and you have like somebody who's rotating from bot and like Bo is the only one on your screen, Cabo's not even there as well. If you have this type of setup, in what world do you get jumped by an Akali and Akali starts like ulting you and like going and you don't immediately say like, yo, he's going on me. Like, how is that just so, that's not natural for you to just say, yo, this guy is going on me. So everyone knows, pan your camera, look at the situation. Can we help this guy? Whatever. It's, it, it seemed, it was like, it was very eerie to watch somebody just like, walk up, throw his arrow, die, like, doesn't say, hey, I'm looking, I'm like, hey, can we move? Like, I I'm looking to keep them here. I'm going to throw my arrow. Like, a Akali's on me. Just these types of things 
not being communicated just were so strange to me. It's very, very, very weird to see a player not naturally feel like they need to speak when they're getting like killed on stage by an assassin. Like, and then like the information he gives after is like, Akali has no flash. It's like, yes, we know he has no flash because he's playing with fucking Ignite TP. He, by definition, when we loaded into the game, we knew he had no flash. It's like, yeah, Akali no flash, Akali no, yes. Okay, nice, bro. What are, you, what are you gonna tell me next? Like the fucking jungler has like no TP? Like oh, what the fuck type of information are we getting? It's actually so on that one. I'm helping, I'm helping to so you know. Yeah. My, my final word I'll say on that one is this. After listening to the voice comms and then watching games where Targamas never ever fucking lands an ult and where Sakin just stands there watching people while without doing abilities, all I want to know is this. Why haven't they done the obvious transfer to Iron Wolves for these players? Like these could be your next hot, you know, Let's put it this way. You'll definitely get some wins, but they may be traded if you get what I'm saying there. Give me a fucking break. Like, this is criminal. Like, the joke is, like, you actually, I almost couldn't have believed the comms were that bad. Yeah, that's why it's, That's why after all this, the idea, you watch, you see the drafts, actually some pretty decent drafts, even in losing games. You see the early games. Remember, dude, the first, like, five, six games, they were always in the fucking game. They were always in, like, the first 10, 15 minutes. Sometimes they even had leads. To watch all that and then go... It's that fucking Swedish guy, you mark. Okay, he needs to get the fuck out of this thing. He's the whole problem with this thing. Like, that's just so insane to me. So whatever. Let's talk about the teams that are actually. Well, I mean, it's league. also partly it's also partly because of the information that's going on on the, the stream. Like when they won, I think it was game the eighth game. So my editor is actually French. He's 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 North African, but he's French. Okay. Like he he has like French background, and he gave me translations of what Kometa was saying on stream. And after they won oh, the game, they dropped for something, right? The yeah, the after he won the game, the first thing was like was like, oh my god, finally a good draft. Like that was like one of the things that he that he said. And I'm like, dude, wh what the fuck are are you watching? And it's it's all these weird narratives that that people have in the West where they're like, oh, it's a bad draft because like Lucian is a bad champion. It's like no, Lucian is like broken. Lucian is fucking care of PL boys. I know. Yes, it's it's it's, <laughs> it's one cracked. of the strongest champions in the game. Like, and upset is actually pretty good at Lucian. So Gosh. I don't even think you can make the argument that it's like they don't play Lucian yep. well. Like the team just ended up losing those those early games. Dude, Yamato is drafting like a zero Lucian Nami, and people are like, oh, all he drafts is a zero Lucian Nami. It's like, dude, those are just good champions right now. Like, I don't know what you want. Should he just draft bad champions? So it just shows like, ooh, I've got a new coach flair. I look at how much I developed over the last year. Now I'm just drafting random bullshit that doesn't make sense. Azir Lucian Nami, Azir Lucian Milio, like these are just strong fucking picks. The fact they can't get it together in game is, I don't know, it's, it's just beyond me that that the way that, that people view it is like, oh, it's a bad draft. I hate the fucking idea that, that, that champions like Lucian are just bad. Like you just shouldn't play them. It's like, no, you should just play them better. Like you should, you should keep on playing them until you fucking get them. Obviously, if you're super late in the season and it's not been working for an extended period of time, maybe you have to band-aid things and you have to just accept that you can't play OP things. But dude, we gotta be playing Azir. We gotta be playing Lucianami. Like awesome. we have to play a call. Like these are just strong champions in the fucking game. Just fucking play them and 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 don't get so triggered by one or two losses that you give up on things that are powerful within the game. You're just you're giving away free like ammunition to the enemy team. By the way, that's why when people see me like discarming cop, they're like. Boom! Metro. Like, first of all, as a random aside, if someone has an actual famous alias and you as their fan already referred to them by their first name, like, yeah, what about 
about Camille? What about why are you saying that about Camille? And you don't know the guy at all. You are a fucking mark. Like you are the guy, I assume, where if I go into a back room in your house, there's just every cutout of this guy and a million printouts, every one like a life-size fucking waifu pillow with his face on it that you fuck every night. Like that's how deranged <laughs> you are. And then also, as Dom just said, you're all acting like he's like a body, like, oh, he just sits back and does nothing. He's just a chill stream. It's not his fault. He is literally on his stream in the French language, inciting the fan base that the fucking coach was the reason why the team lost the game. He is doing that on screen. So I don't give a fuck. This guy is one like the owners of the team, guys. Like that is egregious as fuck. Like Reggie might be an utter dickhead, but he kept it in the VOD review room, mate. He didn't just come on Twitter like, tell you what, if fucking if this fucking loco keeps fucking up like that, I might just have to take the reins of him. But anyway, fans, don't attack loco. Give me a break. Like you, you basically caused all this backlash. So I'll tell you what, if, if it actually goes badly now, and the joke is, I can't remember who said this, but the saddest part of all is this, Dom. I bet actually the joke is, because they only played nine fucking games, even if the next coach is worse, they could trip over and be better than that. Remember, they could have won some of these games even. So, like, I bet if they win, like, three games, next, but everyone will go, yeah, justified. But the joke is, maybe Yamato would have won six, you morons. You know what I mean? Because I, I have a vibe that's coming, Dom. It's almost impossible to have a split as bad as this. So if they do better, don't you think everyone's just going to think it was justified? I bet that'll be the angle on it. Yeah, 100%. And that's one of the things that bothers me the most because it's almost impossible for them to like do worse as a team. So like, let's say yeah, they go... The same team, they? They've got the experience of these nine games. It's yeah. perfect, yeah. Yeah, and like they have good play. Like, like Bo is just trying to figure out how to fucking win games with this team. Yes. If you saw... The way that he approached things, it's like, okay, he went like with a Jax versus Zinjao thing where he like scales better. And then he went to like other ideas where he's like, okay, maybe I need to play something hyper carry like Lilia. Maybe I just play something like a 1v9 on Lilia brand. That didn't work. Then by the end, he's like, okay, I just need to play the strong like early game or the strong junglers right now in the meta like Zin and Maokai. And that ended up working towards the end. The players playing together for longer and having more experience on the LEC stage together is probably going to make them better. Like regardless of, of coaching, and all of the foundation that was laid by Amato that might pay off in the future, like it will just be completely credited to the fucking new yes. coach. So if they go like three and six or like four and five or something next split, and they're at least in groups, people are going to be like, well, it shows that they're just a better team without Yamato. It, it's so fucking annoying because one of the things is like, you don't know what the actual coach is doing behind the scenes. Like that, that is, that is obviously part of it. But then when you have the things that we could test, like, okay, how are the drafts looking? How, how does the early game look like? Those are the things that, that Yamato succeeded on. So if the team gets a couple more wins and the players just visually play better, because I don't think that they'll get more wins and it'll be like suddenly their macro is fucking fixed late game and the players still look horrible individually. I think if they do get more wins, it'll look like how it looked in these last two games where it's like, oh, like nice play by Sa. Oh, Kabushard won a lane for once. Oh, Targumus had a good game on Bard. The players will just play a little bit better. And then they won't just throw the massive advantages that Bo was giving them in the early game. I mean, if you look at any type of stats, K-Corp was one of the best early game teams oh, in the LEC. Sure. They were just yes. by far the worst late game team, mid to late game team in the LEC. So they would lose every single lead that they got. Yes. I'll also say as well, I think the other thing that really annoys me about that situation is if you think about this team going into the future splits, it's like there's even a world where 
Like, okay, I'll give you the angle. You know, uh, you know, Yamato himself, once he knew he'd been fired, did that comment on stream where he basically sort of wink, wink, told you, like, before the split, they were doing well in scrims. They were really good, right? People will know I hate people who count scrim books, right? But it's the context that you count them in. What I hate is this, Dom, when you're actually, like, in the table, the fifth best team, but you're like, hey, you should think of me as the second best team because secretly in scrims, I dominate. And it's like, yeah, but I don't give a fuck about that. That's irrelevant to this conversation. We're talking about how good are you? I'll tell you what, though, Dom, if you win loads of scrims and you're in the table the worst team that is the relevant time to tell me you win scrims because i'll tell you what the only teams that can do that are like failed teams of good players where it goes wrong there's no such thing like here's the thing you know this mad lions team now that kind of like no one expected anything but they sort of did better there's no there's never been a time ever where a team like that was like oh you know they're a 90 win rate in script never happened never happened ever in history mm -hmm. so the point is it's like the vitality one last year this actually implies that the players aren't all total bombs guys they can't be otherwise they could not win all those scrims like so it doesn't mean the team works but it can't actually be as bad as it is because i hate the retcon the retcon's always what kills me it's not even the analysis it's when the retcon is like see upset was always the worst all the time always every yeah. game including the ones he well, then why would we ever have hyped him you cretin we could all point out when he's bad you're like he's never good so that angle just kills me because like it's obvious that the scrim angle means there was something there. i can even see why they did wanted yeah. to give this team a try i mean also, just think about how scrims operate. If you've ever played scrims in your life, which none of these fans actually have, no, but if you've no, ever no. actually like competed in your life, you know that that the thing that is most transferable from scrims onto stage is early game. So if yes. K Corp has really good early game every single time, you can see why they would win a lot of scrims because teams play a lot worse mid to late game in scrims than they do on stage. On stage, people are are way more passive. They slow the game down. They try to contest vision in, in normal ways. Whereas in scrims, the way that you get Baron is like one guy gets caught and then you just go to Baron and you get Baron and you win the game. Like that, people are way more loose with the way that they position, with the way that they uh, play around people missing in lanes, TP advantages, all the different things that could happen to uh, like end a game. That All that stuff is way more loose in scrims. So yeah, I mean, I can, I can imagine them winning a lot of scrims because they have the best early game. Like you watch Bo play solo queue. This guy's dropping like 10 to 20 fucking kills every single game in solo queue. Yes. Can you not imagine him doing that same shit in a scrim? If people are like, like respecting him slightly less. And then you go on stage versus K Corp and you're like, okay, just don't die to Bo. Just do not die to Bo and we win the game. We'll win the game later on. We have better carry. Just do not die to Bo and we win. And that's what teams do. Like he'll still get leads, but it's like, it's a one or a two kill lead. It's not the fucking seven kills in showing up with the Titanic Hydra at 11 minutes and one V fiving a fucking Drake fight. So if you watch how they play, it's completely logical. It's not like you watch them play and then you see, uh, like you hear that they win scrims and there's no connection there at all. Like it 100% makes sense that they would win scrims with the way that they look. And then what we'll do is we'll transition now to talk about some of the teams that are still in the LEC by talking about some more drama. So... What's brilliant now, Dom, is here's another thing you'll notice about the French crowd, particularly, and the Spanish crowd. It's those two particular fan bases more than any others at the moment, which is it's not even any more, Dom, that you have to diss them to get them mad. If you compliment them in the wrong way, that's just as bad as a diss. So because I had the goal, Dom, it's actually a very interesting point. You, you won't know this because it's a Counter-Strike-related point. I'll make it very briefly. Basically, what made me think about this was, in Counter-Strike in the last few months, there's a team, it's actually the team that won the major like uh, a year and a bit ago, the Rio one. Called, there was one where they were called Outsiders, but it's because of the sanctions. Virtus Pro. It's a Russian team. And the way they play in Counter-Strike is almost anti-Counter-Strike, Dom. They play super passive. They save all the time. They run the clock all the way down. 
And basically, what their style is, it's just really annoying. Like, even if you're better than them, it's really annoying. So, because it's frustrating, you can imagine it, they can grind out wins doing this, or they can sort of get wins when they shouldn't, or they or teams, like, sort of know what you're supposed to do going in, but because they play so unique compared to other teams, actually, people go like, fuck, I thought I had them. And it's like, there's a million people with that story of like, but I should have won. Like, I was in position. And so the point I made was this. I never, ever, Dom, blame the Virtus Pro team for playing that way because it gets results. They actually do good wins as a result. I always blame the other teams. But if I look at the wider scene, like the top 10 in Counter-Strike, I always say this. I want a team like that to be like the eighth best team. I want them to be a dark horse with a unique style. And it's more like they test and gatekeep the top teams. And if you're like the top team who can beat them, then you get to pass through and be the champion. But if that team is second or third in the league, Dom, we're in fucking trouble because they're not playing traditional high-level ideal optimized Counter-Strike. So you can see, obviously, even if you don't know Counter-Strike, where I'm going with this one. This is why I made this tweet about BDS. Because the joke is, I actually will say, even though I don't think the BDS players are significantly better individually, they a bunch of them have played better than I expected. I actually thought this would be this player. Adam got exposed. The opposite. Probably the best top player there. You look at them as a team, like, they've all pretty much played well. To, even the Ice guy's somewhat integrated. He's not crowd shot, but he's, he's played well within his context. He clearly doesn't have the same carry role. But you look at this team, Dom, what my point is this, if this really is the second or third best team right now, guys, they're not only guaranteed top three. I think they're going to be second. I think they're going to make the final and they're going to play G2, right? If this is the second best team in the LEC, then the LEC is in fucking trouble. And I saw that when Nook came to me, by the way, Nook is a fucking bozo if you don't know, guys. I know, the, I know the actual coaching staff in BDS. I know some of the things they do in that team and who he is and how they pick his champion. But he doesn't, as usual, like a bozo player, if they don't like you, they decide you can't know anything about the scene. You can't have any connections. And so they do that thing where they try and punk you publicly and they're like huh, what am I bad at and this is where you just see that this guy is incredibly well coached because he doesn't have a fucking two brain cells to rub together Dom like he actually tried to imply for real that BDS has like really good laning like everything was good basically according to him like his logic was like what so individually you're having a problem laning it's like yes all those things because I'm actually not dissing you what I'm saying is your team's doing everything you could with what you have but you just shouldn't be second it's not your fault it's actually the fault by the way of Fnatic fucking Carmen Corp, Vitality, SK Gear. It's not your fault, but it's bad for the league because I, I agree with what you said, mate. The problem they have is this. What they do at the moment is awesome. Like I say, like a punish style. Other teams get in these positions. I think we have the lead on them. It's fucking a dragon fight, but they just lose. They inexplicably lose. They get out team for. Here's the obvious problem, Dom. Do like almost happened last year and pop these motherfuckers in the Mad Lion spot at MSI and they are going to get murdered, mate. How the fuck yeah. would they even get to an objective against BLG or Gen G? Like they would do, they wouldn't even, they, I'm not exaggerating, they would get absolutely murked. In fact, the worst thing that could happen to them is they get that spot as this team. Like I think they're in trouble, mate. I'm amazed they actually, but of all the things to get mad at me, I'm amazed on that one because I'm sort of complimenting you for all the things you are and I'm just pointing out what you aren't and then you're going, I'm actually all those as well. It's like, sit down, nuclear int. I, your yeah. coach wouldn't even say that your balls are coming. Give me your take on this. I mean, the, the main thing is I understand what Nuck was saying, but the way he just phrased it was, was wrong. Like, they have good laning. Like, their players can all lane, but the laning phase is bad. Like, he like he didn't make the distinction. But like, he said laning phase, and laning phase is the phase of the game, the time period. It's, it's a measurement of time when people are laning. It's not the actual laning itself. It's how long the people normally lane within the game. Oh. So 0 to 14 is, by definition, the laning phase of the game. And that is where they are weak. It, some of them can lane well. I think Nuck, on his champions, he can lane well. He can play Azir, Oriana, whatever. I mean, and he'll lane to can. anyone. Yeah, I mean, he just plays plays his lane like he's going to be like fine up CS. He won't like die. He won't like lose flash when he when he doesn't need to. But the way that they play together 
around lanes that are winning is almost non-existent. They don't have any solid early game plan. When you watch top teams play, when you watch T1 play, when you watch BLG play, and you see how they play around their winning lanes, they make it so the enemy team doesn't get to play the game. Like, yes. if you have a pushing bot lane, the, the example I always give is, is BLG has this very common set play. And what they do is they play one of the strong early bot lanes. They draft heavily. They prioritize heavily for bot lane in draft. They play a bot lane that has push. And then they time the wave crash with when their jungler can invade enemy bot side. So Shun will do three camps, invade enemy bot side. BLG will crash the wave at the same time that Shun has the, the ability to invade. Shun will either get the bot side camps, or if the jungler has already done the camps, then he has no camps on that side of the map. They will force the enemy jungler out of that jungle, and then they will just 3v2 harass the bot lane, dive the bot lane. They'll just make the bot lane unplayable for the enemy bot lane. And this is something that they can replicate every single game by having strong early jungler and pushing 2v2. BLG, or BDS has no set plays like that they kind of they can draft lanes that win but like the lane will just like play on its own the jungler will be doing his own thing the mid will be doing its own thing like they don't have any con connectivity between the lanes and they don't have uh any ways that they use their jungler to really make it unplayable for the enemy which is why they end up behind so so often so i do think the other parts of their game are strong like their drafts are in general good like they They're have really drafts they where they coach team, yeah i mean they 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 have they have good drafts I mean, it, it depends on what, what you consider coaching because I consider like early game really important in coaching, but they have good drafts and their setups have always been extremely good. They get to objectives. They know where to ward. They're there on time. They don't make mistakes. They, they are very good at reading when somebody is out of position or figuring out how they need to win the situation. If somebody needs to mark a flanker, when they can engage, if they should start the objective, if they should let the enemy team start the objective, all those things are really good. And that's why they win so many games. And for the record, like, yeah, I mean, I would probably, if I had to choose between being good mid to late game or only good early game, yes, of course, I would choose being good mid to late oh, game. But gosh. the problem is, the, the reason that, that I agreed with you and the reason why I'm like, yeah, I don't feel great about watching them is early game matters a fuck ton and you won't be able to just out set up teams that are better than you internationally. Even if you might have slightly better ideas of setups, they're going to be so far ahead that they're not going to let you do that. You're going to be playing on an even playing field when it comes to everyone's knowledge in the game at those points so when i'm watching when i'm watching bds i i mean yeah the, i understand exactly what you mean it's not good for a team that has bad early game consistently to be one of the best teams in the league we've seen it before and the comparison that i made was 2017 tsm how often did you see 2017 oh, yes. tsm just have better players like that yeah. you know they had they had bjergsen double lift at the time and they're just showing up to an objective they're down like one yeah. to 2k they out team fight at the objective and they win the game like i don't like watching teams like that because i feel like without a certain level of early game dominance especially in your region right because you got to consider that lec is a weaker region than lpl and lck so if you're not able to to play early game versus like rogue like you're you're losing early games to rogue you're losing early games to giant x what the fuck are you going to do when you play against even teams that are like Hanwha Life? Like, let's say Hanwha Life made it to MSI or Hanwha Life makes it to Worlds and you play against them. Or you play against, you know, like this weaker version of JDG. You're still going to get fucking murked. Like, you 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 need to be able to, to play early game at a better level. And if they improve that, sure. I mean, they could be the best team in Europe. Like, if, if, they, if they had the, like one of the top early games in Europe, I think they would be the best team in Europe. But it's just not there right now. And I view that point as really important, which is why I made the tweet where it's like, not only did I do the, the the eye test of actually watching all the games back and being like, okay, I formed this opinion when I was watching the games. Was I incorrect? Like, let me just rewatch it again. Yes, they lost almost every single early game. 
But then also you look at all the stats and all the stats are, are indicative of a team that is weak early game as well. So it's like when you have both things, it's like what are you good at early game? The individual laning is the only thing that I could say. And I don't view individual laning as that valuable when you as a team don't know how to do anything with those individual lanes. You know, normally I say that the reason I never look at Twitch chat is I actually think it's sort of like it almost makes even people who read it stupid. It's like it collectively brings the whole, it's like essentially you bring the human spirit down by commenting stupid things there. I've found the one rare time ever I might have actually gained some value from reading Twitch chat because I saw an idiot attempt to take what I just said, an intelligent person's nuanced analysis. And after they spit it through the fucking sort of like cheese grater that is their mind, this is the shit, the utter tepid nonsense that came out the other side and it perfectly anti-frames what I said in a way that'll make my point. So the person said this, Dom. They were like, well, the reason why they're upset is because you're saying the only reason that they are good is because everyone else is bad. No, no, that's not at all what I said if you listened. What I said is this. They are good for XYZ reasons, nothing to do with other people. Things like they can win fights from behind. They actually don't even need to get an early start. They draft pretty well. They have the best top laner in fucking Europe. They have an above average mid laner. Shio's probably having his second best split. The ice guy knows how to do his job and not be crown shot. Labrov actually seems to continue to improve. His champion pool is good. Vision control. They seem like a generally well-coached team. But what was the reason I said I complained? It wasn't that they are bad. I said it's because they're at the top. The problem, I even said it in the fucking statement that I want them to play identically, but be fourth or fifth. Then it will mean the top teams in Europe are really fucking good by inference. Instead, they are actually at the top because of how bad the other teams are in part, but if they played shit and the other teams did that, they wouldn't be at the top, would they? So you've completely missed it as usual. If you're someone like that, mate, don't even attempt to pick up a fork. You will end up with one eye. Just use a spoon. <laughs> Stick with the spoon. That is all. You were, you were raised with the spoon. Die with the spoon. Right. Anyway, here's what I actually want to get to more importantly. In light of all that, believe it or not, Dom, I actually think there's a world. I, listen, bear in mind, it's double a limb. I don't think BDS can actually win the LEC because you probably have to beat G2 twice. But I don't even think it's impossible they could fluke one series win over the mid. I know it's BO5, but bro, G2, they're always going to give you a game at the moment. They're always going to give you at least one game where you got a chance. I, I feel like it's not even... Like, as much as I've just said all that... Uh, the reason why I'm making that statement is I actually think BDS is showing up the rest of Europe. They're making everyone else look silly. Like, G2 obviously has the killer players. It should be impossible to lose, but fucking hell, they're trying, mate. They're trying to lose these games, it feels like. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, G2 has has issues with how they, they, they play early game now as well, to be honest. I mean, they're still one of the best early game teams in Europe, but it doesn't feel the same. And when you hear what the what the players say and what the coaches say, I mean, the, the whole idea is that going into this year, they felt like the early game was really good, but they are trying to like work on their mid and late game. So they, they focus more on that. But it's like anything else. If you've lost the early game, like then then it doesn't even matter if you're good. I mean, it's played a game million as well. times. You know, when the fan goes, why can't you just play seven champions at world class level? Because the second you start focusing on the other ones, guys, the one that you take focus off becomes worse. 
No, they're not at static level. Like you're saying, you didn't like power up like Super Saiyan level. Like, I'm at Super Saiyan level one on early game. So now I practice elsewhere. If you practice elsewhere, that will degrade. It will atrophy, right? And it has happened, by the way. I know what you mean, Dom. They're still good early game, but the difference is early game just won them the entire game last year, right? They yeah. would just accelerate the whole thing and just be over. Like the mid game's mad to fucking sketch you right now. <laughs> Yeah, their, their, their mid-game is pretty sketchy. And then also, like, a lot of their drafts are pretty sketchy. I mean, the game one draft versus Fnatic, I think they got oh, murked sure. in draft. And they ended up just, like, stomping the entire game. So I don't even know. Like, I, I don't know what's going on in, in Europe a lot of the time. Blind pick Zach is just taking over. I guess BB can just blind pick Zach, and there's just no counterplay in, in, in Europe. But I just don't even believe that's true. I feel like it's because people didn't view Zach as a blind pick. It kind of came from like Zeus pick, picked Zach into Cassante and people were like, oh, Zach can play into Cassante. That's actually a pretty decent matchup. What else could Zach be good into? And, you know, people started blinding it. And now this week, I feel like it'll be worse when people actually figure out how to play into Zach because I'm watching Zach lane phase and people don't even like remember that you're supposed to step on the blobs. Oh when you're my God, right. And people don't even play the Zach minigame. Right, I see. Okay. Yeah, it's like the, the minigame that exists within the champion, people are not even on the same page right. where they're like, this is like what the lane is is now about. So I feel like it's one of those champions that eventually should be exposed. Like I can't, I can't imagine that Aatrox is unplayable into Zach. I can't imagine that, that a champion like Aatrox would not just completely murder a champion like Zach if you just think about how both kits actually work and, and what both champions do. And Aatrox has always been good into tanks for the same reason. I mean, Aatrox is, is playable into Uder, which is more oppressive in lane than a Zach. So I, I'm just waiting for um, people to actually catch on to like what Zach does. I'll be very surprised if Zach just ends up continually taking over. I mean, the other thing is when you watch G2 versus, or when you, when you think about G2 versus BDS, which is the best of five that's coming up, I mean, Adam's champion pool is pretty fucking it's gonna be good. Interesting, right? like it's gonna be I mean, interesting. they have Bandarius at least to play sure. Zach, I would say. No, that's what that's actually the other thing that's interesting, right? Of all the times for this to be like the new tech, if there's anyone who's gonna test it, surely it's Adam. Dude, this is actually the best possible test. If it works, by the way, on this series, then maybe it does work and he's willing to see with it. This surely is the series where I mean, if you're the BDS coach and stuff, you're almost certainly just looking at every possible draft that involves Zach versus uh, Olaf versus Darius. That's all of it. All of Adam's champions, probably, right? Yeah, I mean, I would say so. I, I would say you're looking at, at that, and then you're also just trying to figure out. Um, I mean, for me, I think the main thing for for BDS is like how legit are you top lane on Adam's picks that he picked recently? Like the the Rumble, for example. Are you really confident on Rumble? How confident are you on Cassante? If they're really confident on those picks, then I think that you just like you could just ban Zach and just play the other fucking the the, the game between the OPs because Adam looks comfortable on it. Oh, by the way, if Adam actually does in this series carry like a rumble game, I will be even more impressed. Like, people don't get it. Like, I always give it up if someone actually does it. I don't have to like someone. That's, I have a unique skill for some reason. That I don't have to like you to say you're good at something. I don't know why that makes me a unique human, but it does. So, like, he is actually the best top player right now, mate. If I just looked over all the games played so far, I'd, if I had the nameplate off, I'd have to conclude he was best. Now, look, I'd still, with the nameplates up here, as a usual champion, but it's working. It's fucking working. So, I'll tell you what, if he can actually carry a Rumble game, then, I'll, then he actually gets that status for real. Because, again, if you aren't watching the Asian regions... <laughs> The best top players when they get a rumble guy carry the whole fucking game. Like they can be so strong on that champ. It's bonkers. So I want to see. I want to see it. It'll be wild if they make another final. Yeah, I mean, I think I think they'll probably make a final. I guess I, I assume that that G two will just beat BDS, but who knows? I mean, G two might be the best team. They could drop a best of five to BDS. Yeah, they could come back and win. Yes. Um, like they don't look clean enough. Where I'm just I give them credit for automatically winning. So, um. 
you have that and then i guess Fnatic versus bds would be pretty interesting i would like to see like best of fives between all of those teams i would like yes. to see like a g2 Fnatic best of five a bds Fnatic best of five a uh, bds g2 best of five i just want to see all those teams interact versus each other Esports bet, the industry's leading crypto odds matrix, have a special limited time offer for the Chinese New Year. Their red envelope frenzy, because obviously culturally they give out red envelopes in China with money and other things as prizes for kids. What you can do is, for a limited time only, by depositing 100 USDT, a user will receive an extra 100 USDT, so 100% match, 100,000 ESC, the esports bet coin, which you can actually use to make bets and predictions, and if you get enough, convert into USDT. A risk-free bonus quarter on any League of Legends Spring Tier 1 game. So basically guaranteed cash back. Every account can apply once for this particular promotion. You can get the risk-free bet is obviously a great angle if you've never done a bet at all. And you can check out the ESC thing and the ESC promotions elsewhere. So... By the way, before it runs out, go ahead and do it. The bonus, I will say, the deposit bonus is capped at 100 USDT. It's only applicable for USDT. And each account can claim this, but you can only claim it once. And there's a level of turnover to be unlocked at some point in time. ESC is the free-to-play token, if people don't know. For more details or to contact the customer support and find out, there's a button on the site, as you can see. Go to esportsbet.io. I don't think there's any other team that I'm actually that impressed with in, no, in the Europe rest, right now the, we can get to the others now what we'll do is leave that to the end because actually that's a good team to talk about let's talk about the other ones because all the rest of them are either hopeless like I'm just going to say it right now Dom I don't care whether they lose or win these series like Mad Lions and fucking Team Rx aren't going to be going to the best of five part of the tournament like that's that's not happening like even if they win this next series like these teams are irrelevant after that you can maybe say like who knows what Vitality can do so pick one of those which one do you want to go with Mad Lions or Team Rx or Vitality which of the three do you want to start on Let's talk about Mad Lions. Let's do it. Because I've, I've, I've obviously went to war with the Spanish over this team for, yes. uh, for months now. And let's just, let's just talk about this because we haven't, we haven't even been able to discuss this because I haven't been on the show. But the idea of Mad Lions, like what, what I originally said that triggered all the Spanish fans, where I was like, was where I said the lineup looks like shit. Obviously, in comparison to the lineup they just had. So yes, exactly. they were a, a team that was top two, top three throughout the entire fucking year. They, are, they were the only team outside of G2 that actually won a split. They had Niski, Karzi, Hillisong, Chasey on this team. Those are, the, those are the players that were removed. In what world is this lineup better than the, other, than the other lineup? And what people always tell you, it's like, yeah, but it's like a rookie lineup. It takes time to develop. You cannot tell me that Frascawi will ever be better than Niski and LEC and, and have me believe you based off what I've seen. Like, I don't see why this guy would suddenly be one of the top mid laners in in the LEC just based off like his career like no one gave him a shot before this and I feel like the only reason that he's there is because he was on the Movistar Rider team yes. that had the bot lane the coach and this mid lane coming in together and he's part of like the collective group this guy is is nowhere close to as good and when you watch Mad Lions I, I think the biggest problem that I have is that the two weakest players in my opinion are the AD carry and the mid laner and when in Europe does a team ever end up having any level of success where two of the worst players on the team 
they or the two worst players on the team are mid and Even though I'm going to go with LCS for the example, dude, remember when they had last year's team liquid fucking one for APA when it was Harry and Yorn? You couldn't do anything if mid and AD suck. You cannot do anything because here's the maddest thing, Dom. This is where it's a shame we hadn't talked about this before because you know the one that got me in trouble. It's not Infrascoy because the joke is even Mad Lions fans because he's not Spanish don't bother spamming about him. They just pretend he yep. doesn't exist until one game he has seven kills and then they go, I told you he's good. And then they just shut up and go talk about the bot lane. But believe it or not, Tom, the one that's got me in trouble is the fucking ADC super. People keep telling me that I'm the one who can't see the game and he's like some top fucking prospect. Like, bro, go watch these games. Like, he is below, he's a bottom half ADC, if not like, what, the ninth or tenth best ADC in the league. He's not a top ADC at all. Remember, fucking upset is the one on Garmin Corp. Like, he's not a bomb, fucking comp. These aren't like dog shit players. This super guy, listen, I said it before, unless it's with Mad Lions as part of this core, I don't think he's going to in the future be an LEC player, mate. I think he's, he's going to have a year or so and then someone else, maybe someone else Spanish even replaces him. Like, I don't hate on him. I can see as a combo they're all right as a bottler, but that support's way better in my opinion. I think he actually should be paired with a better ADC, mate. He looks good. Yeah, I think I think Alvaro has been really impressive. I think he's been one of the best supports so far in LEC. But yes. the issue that I have with them is, okay, if you think about the fact that they are like they are bottom four in the playoffs right now, even if you consider Fnatic like strong, maybe they could be better. Maybe Mad Lions is better than Vitality. They could finish like an outside top four. But why do people think that this team loses games? Because it seems like their early games are good. Their coordination is good. It's just mid to late game. Their carries make mistakes. Even in games they win, their carries make really big mistakes. Yes. I mean, go look at the Fnatic game that they played at the end of regular season yes. where he just dies with Zyle and the whole game just like, like almost ends. Fnatic is literally ending the game on Nexus before they're able to, you know, kill the whole team. And then they just, they, you know, run back and end the game and, and kill the enemy team's Nexus. But if you watch how Super plays, he makes a lot of pretty big mistakes. I mean, there was the game versus, uh, I, I believe it was SK, earlier on in, in the split where he's playing Lucian, he literally just dashes directly into Renekton that's on a ward, dashes into melee range, gets like fucking one shot and the whole fight is lost. This guy makes a lot of mistakes. I think Merwin is pretty good. Yeah, I think Aljoya cool. and Alvaro are the best players on the team. But I think the carries aren't good enough to like even come close to winning a split of LEC. Yeah, by the way, the actual joke of that, like you say, is if you actually just pick Mad Lions fans, those two players, top and support, you can actually brag. Like, you know what? I had no expectations for those players at all. And they actually are. Dude, they're upper half players. Like, I'm with you on the Alvaro one, definitely. And the Merwin guy, when he has his games and his champion pool, is fucking really interesting. Like, this guy actually, he, I can see why he's in LEC. The joke is these players maybe could be in another team, but why brag about the whole team? Why brag about all the players? Like, this is where, as a fan, you give away that you're just a fan. You just like them irrationally. You don't like them for specific... I only like people... Here's the thing, guys. Unless I have a personal connection, I only like players if they're good at the game. I don't... Why would I, why would I like players who are below average? I wouldn't, would I? And you said it right as well. They're doing the most unfair thing if you're talking to analysts who do week to week and season to season. We have to judge them on what they had and what they could have had. So not only, Dom, do they not have the contender like they used to, but they could obviously have had a way better lineup. They right now could have this exact same team with Abadagi mid. They could have this exact same team with fucking... With Imagine if Niski was just still on the team and Elioya and Niski didn't have this like ridiculous beef together. Or Crowny or fucking any of the ADCs yeah. could be there. A million of Neons, a million yeah. people. And by the way, wouldn't this team win, win games? What about they just kept have, the same mid, mid lane have, and AD carry? You can still have three Spanish players, keep fucking AD, uh, keep fucking top jungle and support and just put, put a different mid and AD in. And we got a good team then. We could actually do some of guys. I mean, I think they, if they, they would, I think literally if they just kept the same players, 
who was Karzy and Niski in mid and AD, and they just added in Merwin and they added in Alvaro, I think they, they would have just been a better team. Yeah. No, just the yeah. players that they had, but they have this idea of consistency. And like, the other thing is these, these players get a lot of credit for showing up and, and being like better than rookies should be, I guess, macro wise. But the whole idea of the team was that they should have had a massive advantage in that area because of the fact that they brought up yes. the same coach with three players from yep. the Movistar Riders team and El Yoya has, ex has experience working with that coach before. So that was supposed to be one of the points of strength. And yes. it feels like mid to late game, they, they do kind of have like ERL macro. They do kind of throw games mid to late game uh, pretty consistently, even though they get a lot of early leads. Yeah, I'll put it this way. To actually frame Mad Lions reasonably, I think everyone's been full of shit because you all started the split, people who said Mad Lions were going to be good, using the logic Dom just said of like, well, since they promoted most of the Movistar Riders and their coach, they will start with pre-existing synergy. Well, then why are they so bad late game? Why, are, why have they, by the way, faded as the league's gone on? And I'm just going to say it right now. If they lose to fucking Giant X, then forget about this team because if the first split's bad in light of what you just said about their history, then why would the next split be better? Look, I'll give you the rookie angle. True. Rookie, maybe Super doesn't play as bad. But fundamentally, this team isn't going to suddenly level up. In fact, precisely because they've played together a million years is actually the reason why, Dom, I actually was really, really out when I saw how bad the French players in Carmi Corp are. It's like, bro, you guys just played together for a year and you're this bad. Like, why would I have any hope you could improve it? Like, you, you've actually had a, a year to prep for this. There's other lineups are brand new and they're walking in the league and performing it. This is fucking dog shit. I mean, you you also have to to understand that the that the, the spring season the season portion doesn't actually matter that much. Just because Mad Lions finished one game up on like Heretics, Vitality, and Giant X. I mean, they lost to Giant X in, in the last week. Yep. And if you look at Mad Lions games, I mean, they had the game just in the last week. Both of their wins could have easily been losses. They had the Fnatic game where they massively oh, threw. Fnatic yes. was literally like yes. hitting the fucking Nexus. And then they had the game versus Vitality where. Hilly played one of his worst pike games of all time where he just ran it down, even though his team had a massive lead. Uh, so this team could have easily <laughs> finished something like three and six and, and been solid in eighth place. I'm not convinced by what I saw in, in the season portion. So we'll see. I mean, they lost to Giant X when they played them uh, the last week of the season. We'll see how they do it in, in a best of three. I mean, I think they should be better than Giant X, but I wouldn't be surprised if they lose. I think that's a pretty close series. By the way, for people who aren't idiots, I'll just explain sort of what we mean when we colloquially make statements as analysts. So when we say, and everyone was saying this, you might not know this, guys, but we don't just casually read Reddit. And we do it for our job. We actually try to like pass all the information in the community mm -hmm. and get like a temperature check and see, like, for example, that's why I like to see what Peter Don thinks of a draft. And then I go and see what LS thinks of it. And then I'll see what Monty thinks. When you as a fan go, actually, everyone wasn't saying that. You, you're just dickhead Joe Bloggs who could have been stood in a broom closet with fucking shit on your eyes closed. How the fuck do I know what you've seen? And more importantly, I don't care. What you've saw and your friends and therapy do not matter. You are here to listen to me and say in comments. So keep spitting them shit comments out in the chat on Francais. Right, so let's move on. So we've done the fucking Mad Lions one there. Vitality, I want to do this one next on because the, this team fucking tortures me because when I actually look at it, I do think a bunch of the players have sort of shown themselves to just be dysfunctional players who don't fit together even in this team. But I'll tell you what, they're like almost good enough that I start to believe in them. But every time I believe in them, some shit like that last series happens, Don, where it's like, 
bro, you guys are like trying to lose these games. Like, I know I've been pretty hard on Hillisang, but fuck, this, at the moment, he deserves all the like abuse. <laughs> like, he actually is just, <laughs> every game, it's like he's just, he's doing that like fucked up trade meme where it's like, I offer you my life in exchange for, fuck, I don't know, nothing. It's like, what? Why is he? <laughs> like, the joke is, I, I, I don't even think BDS could have lost that series. Like, they were just constantly being gifted chances to fucking win the game by this guy. Why is he so egregious at the moment, do you think? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. There has to be some type of game knowledge issue with Hilly. I mean, before you could kind of see one of his ints, like he would int really hard for tempo. So you could kind of view, okay. view him as a tempo genius where it's like, I mean, he did give 300 gold to the AD carry, but the AD carry like missed a wave, I guess. And like his AD carry got a plate. So like in terms okay. of like the experience and gold, maybe his AD carry benefited more. But now you just yes. watch Hilly walk up and just like lose the game on purpose. Like he's playing Ash support. The fight is 100% lost. And he's just walking up, autoing them, and then his whole team gets ace and they lose. Like, what what could possibly ever go right in these situations? Like the ints that he has are so yeah. I mean, like you say, they're so egregious that there's no way that you can actually defend him anymore. Besides for just being like, well, I guess he's just playing bad this game. Like yes. he has some good games and he has some bad games. It can no longer just be play to play. We analyze it and we try to figure out was this a good like does this play have any like value it's like no the play is objectively horrible the whole game is fucking lost because he just did this but like maybe he'll play good in the future maybe he'll have like a good pipe game later on i mean i don't know it's very hard to defend hillison because he's been one of my favorite players in europe but at this play as this point he just looks like he is inting on purpose also, I've got to say this. I think we need to just take a, a quick sort of check, guys, on the historical dipstick of where people are. Because you know how a few years back, Dom, sadly, it was like three or four years now. You know, there was that great convoy you could have. Who is the Western GOAT? Is it Perks? Is it Caps? And you could do the back and forth. Like, I could build a case around captaincy and stuff for Perks and, you know, macro moves. And then maybe on Caps, you talk about mechanics and the ballsy playmaking. But you know how the problem with that convoy is? I mean, the ship, the Perks part of it sailed, hasn't it? Like, Caps just keeps going, and then Perks hasn't been that good for a while. So, unfortunately, if you do that argument, even if, like me, you had the Perks side, you'd have to just give it up now. It's obviously Caps, isn't it? Dude, you know that whole thing where it was supposed to be, like, Hillisang and Mickey X are, like, in a neck-to-neck -neck That fucking ended years ago, guys. That was the, like, I agreed. I even used to, by the way, low-key be on the Hillisang side. He even seems like he's more influential. Bro, you know what? The flaw of Mickey X's game, I apologize, Mickey X. You were never Hillisang. Like, you might have had splits where it was a bit harder. You didn't get your champion going. You have never done anything like the splits I have seen this motherfucker turn in like this guy you might in one game this guy's in all series and he even has that crazy look in his face where like in Mad Lions they used to just laugh it off like haha but he has that look where it's like I'll get the best thing the best analogy I can give you is this Tom you know if you have like a pet like a dog or a cat and you tell it not to do something like a cat famously you know when they tip like the cop off the shelf you know that second where you're telling it not to but you can see in its eyes oh it's just gonna do it like he has to look in his eye every time he has these in games like oh he's, he doesn't he's ruthless he will do, he'll go back in and do that again mate like and so the problem I also think as well is I will say this Mac was his coach before and I can tell you their approach with Hillisang isn't sort of like hands-on like don't do this don't do that they do sort of like and let him figure it out so I don't I know how that resolves itself quite frankly I think he's just getting shit together it's also probably one of the worst metas for him because even when there are like the blitz crank or whatever like I wouldn't fucking trust him on it now mate how can I draft that for him he'll just fucking blow the game yeah <laughs> probably like pull someone in towards and get us killed or something <laughs> I mean it's tough 
it's tough. I mean, the, the Pike game was a game where I was like, all right, like, yeah. fuck the Ash bullshit that he's been playing. That's not a Hillisong champion. You never actually expect him oh, to be exactly. a great Ash player. I mean, he's okay in lane, and then he just runs it down later on. But Pike, like, this is the famous Hillisong Pike game. I can't wait to see. Oh, my God, he entered the whole fucking game on purpose again. Like, there was there was no way you could watch that game and not just be mad at Hillisong afterwards. Like, it, it made me, like, when, when I was done with that game, I'm like, please, man, please turn it off. Please, please just we like go back to play like fuck play nautilus or something so at least when you int it's like well everyone kind of ints on nautilus i mean the pike Trent. game Trent. there was there was a time where at level four he tried to solo kill the enemy 80 gary and he like yeah. misestimated it by a solid like 500 600 health yeah, like, like there yeah. was no way that he could have ever won the situation <laughs> like he would literally have to it. just have his ult and ignite and like an extra fucking serrated dirk to even have a chance of winning that 1v1. So if you, some of the plays uh, he makes, like you just can't defend it. Go back and watch the player Dom's talking about. And I swear to you, because everyone knows I've played a bazillion pike games. It's one of those ones where, mate, you even know when you first go in, like, yeah, I've completely miscalculated this. So like, yeah. you, if you're not in solo queue, just leave at that point in time. You know what I mean? You don't have to die. Like, you can leave. But he's just like going all in anyway. Like, you know, I know what you mean. He never could have got that kill. It wasn't, it wasn't even on the cards. Like, essentially, I even think if that guy completely misplayed, I don't think you're killing me. I don't think the kill pressure was there. No, there's no, there's no point he could ever kill him, especially when you play Pike with like Hail of Blades. Like you, you're a burst champion essentially. Like if you don't kill them in the burst, you're not sitting there and trading autos with your like your 50 damage auto attack and actually winning the fucking fight. <laughs> yes, so true. It was crazy to watch, and then there was like the the plays later on where he's just running it down in 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 the game. But yeah, it's tough to watch Hilly because I just feel like. It's so hard to not think that he's just completely washed at this point. Like every time, like I, I really don't like calling players washed no, I because know. I feel like there's a sense of finality to the term washed where it's like, he'll never be good again. That's what essentially washed means to me. But it's so hard for me to imagine Hilly being a top supporter in EU again. I just well, can't. I'll give you an angle. I what would have I've got an angle I want to present to you. Because I also think, sadly, now that I've seen how the team plays, in hindsight, this isn't that great a roster in terms of composition, Dom. Because if I think about what Hillisang had last year when I'm supposed to believe he had a renaissance, Right, he had Niski, and then he had El Yoya as his jungle, guys. Like, you almost couldn't ask for better players if you're Hillisang there, right? Surely, like, fucking El Yoya is, like, one of the best junglers you could probably ever work with, by the way. And then Niski is, like, a fucking dream mid laner. Seems like he's supportive, roam the map. Like, the ones you have now is you have Douglas, who is a rookie, and then you have Vethio, who's, like... Like the joke of Vethio I keep making to people is this. I actually was sort of wrong. He isn't a star on the level I thought because he isn't self-sufficient. He can't do it himself. He needs someone else to enable him and then he can carry a game. So the joke is he's basically like the fucking mid lane version of BDS. Like he's not actually that amazing a fucking, like fucking just raw mid laner. But if you get him to the team fight, he'll fucking do an awesome job. So if you think about it, I also don't think you've got the personnel. Like who's like Hillisan connecting with there? By the way, the Douglas guy just looks like he's putting out fires all day long. Like he has, that guy's a nightmare fuel mode as a jungler surely yeah i mean he, he's also just probably the worst jungler in the league I in my estimation i don't get it like i thought he was supposed to be hyped or something like surely there's other people we could have had to this yeah i mean I, I really don't like the way that that he plays because i feel like in general he just misses so many timings like as a jungler for me since i mean obviously that's the role that i played i'm really looking at like okay there's a timing where you should be like around a lane are you there and it feels like douglas is just never there on correct timings and he doesn't really like push his lead i don't think he has a good game sense for understanding how he needs to win a game as a jungler, like what needs to happen. Um, and I think that that just puts the team like in, in pretty bad situations. Like, look, also, if you're playing with Hillisong, you probably have to just over-prioritize bot. Like yes. Photon and Vedio are probably going to be able to escape some ganks. They're going to be okay doing their own thing, laning 1v1. 
you need to just be around Hilly because I mean Hilly will will hit some spells like he'll he'll make a, a situation playable, but if you're not there, he's just gonna fucking run it down um, a lot of the time. But yeah, I mean the main thing about about um, Vitality, I think that they're kind of like the opposite of Mad Lions, where the worst players on the team are actually support and jungle, which is like a whole sure. different problem. Yes. Where like you can win games because support and jungle are just like I guess like weaker roles in competitive, but yeah. there's it's so hard to connect these like winning lanes together yes. because there's always, like the jungler is not diving on the correct timing. Hilly's like not moving with the jungler and actually like making action on the map. So it just feels really bad to play because it feels like everyone is just getting strong in their own right, but there's no way for them to actually push, like force that onto the enemy, which is really, I think probably the weakest part uh, of Europe right now is watching games in general. It just does. It feels like everyone's kind of playing their own, own game. Top laners playing top mid laners playing mid bot laners, bot laners are playing bot. There's no like, we are playing towards bot side as a unit. So like top lane is saving his TP, getting ready to go bot. Like mid lane is ready to drop a wave, ready to go to go bot. Um, you know, like the jungler is hovering on the correct timers. Like it just feels like there is just no synergy between lanes right now. Um, and the thing that I, I would say about Vedio is the more that I've watched him, I guess the main criticism that I have is I feel like he's not willing to ever sacrifice himself for something that needs to happen. To, to be able to win a game. I think there's okay. times where as a mid laner, you have to be willing to be like, hey, this game is fucked. And this is probably Niski's like best, best trade as a player. If the game looks like it's going to be fucked, you have to be like, hey, if I like have perfect CS or I catch these extra two waves or I base and I have like a small like HP lead on the mid laner, that will not affect this game at all. I need to make something happen on the map right now or we're going to lose. And I feel like video just never takes those opportunities. There's, there's not a point where I see him like doing something that is low like probably a lower percentage chance of working out, but it's the only way you win. It feels like he's so willing to be like, yeah, I had like perfect CS. I did my job. I did my job perfectly, but we ended up losing. Yes. He's not willing to flip the game. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, I think that's conservative that, in that sense. It's obvious. Yeah. And that's another thing that I think Caps is, is really good at as well. Like when you sure. watch Caps play with G2, G2 has some pretty sketchy games where Caps realizes like, I got to fucking put the team on my back. It doesn't matter if I'm playing a champion. That's not a good Rome champion or something. If I'm playing Quay and the game looks like ugly, I got to fucking move. I got to make something happen right now or the game will just be too far lost by the time I hit my big items. Indeed. Basically, they should just get Vethio and when he's practicing, they should put headphones on him with that classic mystical song. Move, bitch. Get out the way. Get Wait, out. That's a ludicrous that. song. Nah, I'm pretty sure that was mystical. Wait, really? Move, you bitch? Look, you, you can look at it. Here's the thing, Dom. I know you and your oh, big wait. crit might think you know the rap oh. game, but some of us are actual OGs in the game. No, it's ludicrous. Move, bitch, get out the way. It's ludicrous. Yeah. What am I thinking of? Oh, wait a second. What am I Watch thinking yourself. of? Watch yourself. Oh, that's a very similar song. You are right. Yeah. You're right, actually. Yeah, I'm, I've mixed the two together. You're right, actually. Yeah, well done. Okay, all right. Well, they're both good it. songs, though. He should also watch himself also, because then he realizes <laughs> problems that he's moving enough. So to put the, there's a playlist. We've actually got your two songs there, Vettio. Put that on. And then there's the third song, just because no one in France knows it. I don't know. Maybe put on Tupac, hit him up, you fucking plebs. You also <laughs> plebs. You don't even, By the way, I'll just say the same thing I said to Monty. You'd think the giveaway, Dom, would be why I intentionally left that part of the lyrics that just goes, take more money take money at the end like why would i just put that in parentheses at the end of like a diss to fucking come or whatever like yeah, it no. sense, you it's, it's one of those things man like i feel like <laughs> I just dealing with lec in general has been so like it's by far my my least favorite region to deal right. with fans in right now sure. like it just seems like you t tweet anything 
like that's like just a completely valid claim and it's yes. like he hates french people he hates spanish people it's like shut up you bitch like it's like what the fuck are we even doing man it's like dealing with european fans this year has been just a fucking nightmare for me as a content creator you can't tweet anything negative about mad lions k corp uh even bds without just getting like a billion and it's not even like people will will insult you and, and try to actually like go at your point at all they just try to personally insult you like that's the thing i've noticed about french and spanish fans is they just only care about personal insults they don't care at all about like act what you were actually saying no they don't i mean the joke is like they basically even even if they actually saw you had a valid point they would just go you aren't allowed to say that because you aren't french or spanish it's like oh brilliant well that's a, it's a nice standard we've set here at least all right what about this then i think we obviously need to talk because it's kind of i actually think by the way low key we've already got what i think could be a mega spicy match in the low bracket dude everyone's writing off heretics like oh they just washed done like her perks are as usual mate it's not like fucking sk have looked good since about what after like week two or something like sk has got plenty of flaws. i think that match i think either team could lose that game notice i said lose not win either team can lose that fucking best of three dom like i think sadly these are both teams i had high hopes for but they both just got like fatal flaws mate what do you think of this matchup i mean it's like i I don't care about the matchup, I think is my biggest problem. It's like, whoever wins that, aren't they just losing to Fnatic no matter what? They should, yes. I, I, like, SK, I mean, everything that they were doing well before, it feels like it's pretty much gone. I think the biggest problem they had is that Isma was really fucking good yep. in week one, and they're like, oh man, this jungler yep. is like coming in. If he plays at this level, it's going to be great for the team, and then he just was not good in the next weeks. So, I mean... There so it is, like since so everyone already operates on narratives now, fire Niski since he helps the junglers. So <laughs> yeah. that must be the logic, right? What about Gummer then? You must have a fucking shitload on heretics though. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, her like heretics is just tough for me to watch. They're probably the hardest team for me to watch because every single week I just have to accept that my goats are washed. I'm oh, like, God yeah, damn. I go in just wanting them to be so good and then I guess yeah. get so underwhelmed at all. So yeah, it's like here. I watch the games and I'm like, okay, like, all right, we got we got Wonder playing Udir into Adam's Rumble. Like, surely he'll just win. The, yeah. Like, that is the counter pick, yeah. and then he just gets solo killed in lane. The lane was still fine afterwards, but it just like the Ezreal mid. I don't know, man. I just I I can't watch this team because the thing the thing for me is that the the part of the the team that should be the worst in terms of like laning. I mean, I think Yangos has been doing fine. But the, the team that should the part of the team that should be the worst is Kaiser and Flocket, and yep. that probably is the best part of the team. No, like, Flocket and Kaiser are actually pretty good. By the way, I even said this on some of the insight. You know what, dude? I'll tell you who in hindsight stock goes through the roof. It's fucking Flocket, mate. First of all, every team he's on, Dom, is actually a solid team. And then secondly, he's the only person who ever made Targamas look good in LXC. Like, no joke. Flocket actually is better than I thought. Look, he still was never like some super talent. He's never going to be like what their peak upset, forgiven, reckless these players were. But I'll tell you what, his flaw is fucking amazing, mate. He can seemingly just work with anyone. This guy's like a legit team player. I mean, have you noticed that, like, what we were saying before, which is that, like, Flocket is, like, pretty good. He's, like, a maybe upper mid-table yes. AD carry. Yes. Isn't that just what everyone views him as now? Yeah, I, I, don't totally anyone, legit, right? I don't see anyone saying he's the best AD carry in LEC anymore. It seemed like that was just because he was on G2 and just because he's Spanish. No one actually is... is is going for that argument anymore. The angle, Dom. They're both Spanish. Why would anyone be telling me the super guy's awesome, but Flacken isn't? Flacken's better than super, I'll tell you right now. It's not even, a, it's not even a tough choice for me. Easy, I'll take Flacken all day long. Definitely.
By the way, the joke is, since he's Spanish, why didn't they just sign Flackhead for their fucking team? Just put him on Mad Lions, you idiot. That should probably be a good bot lane. But obviously, we're not allowed to actually help you and suggest the Spanish players who could join your team, you cretins. It's okay. The problem I have is this one. I actually think the same thing. Whoever wins this matchup gets murked anyway. That's the saddest yeah. part. Uh, what I'm looking for with these two teams is this, Dom, is... Do you think one of them can actually like? Does it? Do one of them have potential for future splits? Though, can you actually see them get it together? I think the pieces are there. Just, which one can get it together? If you had to pick, I mean, one? it just depends on player performance, I guess. Like, it's it seems like a complete RNG prediction for me. It's like, is Isma does Isma actually get it together to the point where he can put together consistent performances? If he does, sure, maybe SK can be decent. I don't think the lanes are like bad. I mean, I'm still kind of out on XK and DOS. They seem very flippy, whether they like play well or not. Um, and then for Heretics, I mean, Perks has probably had his worst, like, two weeks oh, of play we've easy. ever seen in his entire career. Back Except back. the problem, Dom, as usual, because the dickheads had to claim that, like, on Cloud9, he was bad every game. They, they have nowhere to go. For them, he's just been this bad for two years now, Dom. He hasn't. This is like every year he's gotten a little bit worse, hasn't he? Like, And the problem is now he's hit rock bottom. I mean, I feel like this is even, like, a, a, a really... This is, this is even... A, a, a really bad level of play considering how he played in week ones and week one and week two week one and week two. He felt like he was okay. Yep. Like it didn't week feel like he, was, yeah. like, it, like he would make some misplays, but it wasn't anything egregious, but these last two weeks, it feels like he's just bad every single game. Yes. No, I agree. It's been a bad so far. We'll see on that one. Right. What about, um, Let's a few thoughts on Giant X. I know that unfortunately they haven't, they've been like one of the only teams that was essentially irrelevant the whole time. And my joke would be this a bit like that BDS one. You know what? Here's my joke Giant X, you didn't actually accomplish anything yet in this split. You just aren't Rogue or Carmine Cop. That's it. That's all you did is you you just walk up, look in the mirror. Am I Rogue or Carmine? Oh, no, I'm not actually Giant X. That's it. That's all that's going to get you ninth, like eighth place here, guys. But you are going to be seventh to eighth place. Like, I think even fucking Mad Lions could beat you. The joke is the only chance you even had to not be eighth place is getting Mad Lions at this point in time. Like, give me some thoughts on this Giant X team, mate, because I think this lineup's trash. I think it's so bad. <laughs> I actually think they've been playing, like, better in the last couple weeks like i think their final week i mean they, they put together a pretty good game versus mad lions even like the game one versus g2 i mean they had opportunities to win they did. I, I wouldn't be that surprised if they beat mad lions like i don't think that they're they're significantly worse than them i mean they, they just have to come into their style i think the big question mark has been jackie's on this lineup the entire yep. time but he has been playing better over time in lec like his, his week one was really bad and then it seemed like he kind of just got more acclimated to um, playing at the LEC level and just being on stage and everything. So I'm not completely out on them. Like, honestly, they might be the best team in this loser's bracket. They could be better than than SK and, and Heretics. <laughs> like, You're obviously not the Fnatic, yeah, you just mean yeah, this yeah. first round. Yes, sure. Yeah, the first okay. round. The... Because, I mean, the way it okay. used to work was this was, like, the loser's bracket that would play into, like, the... I will say, the, 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 bot lines, the bot lane's probably better than I expected it would be. My problem is this, though, mate. Like... I'd, what is the point in a team with Peach or Duamne at the same time? You know what I mean? What am I doing with this? Like, I mean, we need a different I, jungler, surely. I think what you're trying to do with this is you're trying to like have stability so that where you like you can put more coin flip players into other roles. Like you okay. can have a player like Jackie's and and have like the game rely on him instead of just having you know multiple people that could flip like forty percent over and over again and just lose a bunch of games. And I, I, like the problem with them is the the cap just seems so obvious on that team, but oh well.
Yeah, I mean, it, oh, it's well. it's a pretty it's a pretty obvious cap. I think that their cap is fifth sixth. I think the highest they can get is fifth sixth. They could get I, it, which honestly, like for their lineup, I guess that is. I no, guess for, the win. Of course, yeah. I mean, before the season, no one would have them there. Yeah, absolutely. I, everyone, I think, I had them eighth or ninth or tenth. Yeah, I think I had spots. them tenth actually. I think I had them last. What about, uh, let's do the Fnatic one, because obviously Fnatic in some ways, they're actually one of the teams I was thinking of with that BDS comment. They're sort of the problem child of Europe, in my opinion. Like, when they play well, and some of their players, like, yeah, guess what? The top side of the map is going to sometimes look like, hey, maybe this team actually should be the second best EU team. Maybe they should contend with G2. Maybe they can win the split. But then I see the bad games, and then all of a sudden it's like, actually, fuck, what hope is there? Like, this is kind of a bit whack again. So, uh, for me, this, is, this team is so streaky for me. Where are they at for you? It's really dependent for me on Oscar's play. Oscar had probably like one of the worst weekends I've seen from him. Just he this was bad one, almost every yeah. single game. Yeah, this last, this last one was terrible. I mean, he played the, like when he played the Yone, that was maybe the worst top Yone I've seen in competitive play. It was just oh. disgusting. Like when it comes to mechanics, when it comes to how he played the lane, like it just looked terrible the entire time. He played Karma into Zac. I don't care if Zac is even considered OP. Let's say we find out Zac is really OP. There's no way you should be getting solo killed as Karma into Zach. I just refuse to believe that that's everything. How is that even possible that you're getting solo killed this Karma into Zach? When Karma is considered a really strong champion right now as well. I mean, he just felt kind of useless like almost every game. And at this point, it's starting to feel like he's just a Cassante merchant. He plays Cassante well. If he's not on Cassante, everything else is worse. So I'm hoping that he just gets it together and he's, he's able to play at that level again. But without him playing at a top level, it feels like he's a major liability on this team. Thing is, though, Dom, you know what's sad? We were wrong. It turns out all you need to do is give people five whole splits together, and finally they sort of can play together like Razork and Humanoid. <laughs> Keyword sort of. Like, I'm obviously being sarcastic there, guys. Like, they are better than they were before, Dom, but they're never going to be awesome together somehow. They're all right. They're all right. I will say Humanoid's level's definitely better now. The actual one all along that I do feel like has been so maligned is brought... I actually feel like Razork's had such a tortured career. Mate, if I could just take this guy out and after Misfits, I just drop him into a G2 or a very well put together, a Peter Don team or something. I feel like this guy could have had an incredible career, mate. Like, the talent's clearly there. Like, he has like a good... Like, his mechanics can be bonkers. He has like a mind for the fucking what to do. Like, but I just feel like on this team, he's a bit wasted. Yeah, I think the, the problem that I've always had with Razor is that he can't help himself from like throwing the game. Like it feels like when he has leads, there's always like one point in the game where he just does something egregious that puts his team behind. So he's, he's not able to just like put together a full game of just consistent like dominance. It, it feels like he's really good. Like he starts the game really good and then he'll just like throw and then kind of come back later on and and do stuff. So that's my issue with him. I think, yeah, like Razor and Humanoid have been fine this split i think they're they're good but it's also just a humanoid meta and it's one where you don't have oh, to interact much with mid. it's ridiculous isn't it? it's just slapping him in the face it's champion pool yeah i mean it just, it's, it's azir oriana quirky i mean when you have these types of champions the reason why i don't necessarily believe that their synergy has gotten much better is they don't have to interact like it's just you play control mage mid and you just let him do his thing and razor plays around other lanes that's it by the way by the way in the in this inspired reflections I just put out the other day, guys, there's a moment you can go and you'll find there'll be like a timestamp for it, Dom, so you don't have to watch the whole thing. But you've got to watch it. It's so fucking banter. Because you know the thing about inspired is, if people don't know, whereas Jankos, who's Polish as well, has like learned like how to soften his image and to seem just really cool yeah. and chill. And he's also just a weird, like, hearted person, you know, right? Inspired is a little bit more sort of like 
raw and a little bit more blunt, right? So not only when I ask him about that Mad Lions LEC final loss with Rogue, does he just straight up flame fucking like Larson and Odo Abney and say they choked, but he didn't, which is all, I love it already. I love already. Because what he doesn't know is like the unwritten rule in like America, for example, would be you never flame your team. You say like we all lost as a team, you know, we all, we either all choked or we didn't. But already, even though he's just being honest, he's done that. But then the funniest thing is, he points out a moment in the game, Dom, and I went and watched it and holy shit, this is so egregious. There is a crazy moment in the game, right, where Humanoid on Victor is just completely caught out of position. And Odo Amne can just go on him and they probably kill him and win the whole game and the, and the final. And if you go back and watch, supposedly Inspired said something. I think he said like he got the comms or something for Mad Lions. And in the comms, supposedly fucking Humanoid even says something like, oh, shit, I'm in bad trouble or something. And then Odo Amne like misreads thought and goes on like the support of the top player or something and fucks the whole fight. And the worst thing is, like, if you go and listen to those comms and watch this moment, I can see how that would just it would be burned in your head, dude. It would haunt you forever. Like, if you say this one moment, like, they should have just had this kill. It's so bad. It's so bad. Oh, because I already knew that was like a killer final. I knew it because it got reverse swept. But, like, it's those yeah. ones where, like, you just know what you could have done. Like, it was literally there. Like, you had to just basically reach down and pick up the championship and you couldn't. You tripped over and fucking, like, some dick dastardly shit and fucked it at the finish line. That's so insane. I love it. I love it. I love being yeah, tortured no, that, by those moments. I mean, the thing about that final that was so egregious wasn't even that, like, they got reverse swept. I mean, if you look at the last game, the last oh, game so of the reverse wave is a massive, yep. massive, like, 9K gold throw. Like, yep. that, that must be the worst feeling reverse yes. sweep of all time. Yes, it's so gross. It's so fucking gross. Yep. Oh, no, that's it. So, Yaska said in the chat there, he went on to the ADC who had Flash and Cleanse instead, and he had a Renekton. Rest in peace. So, <laughs> why are you doing that, Odo? Bro, I've supported you for all these years. You're getting a one final. Like, oh, shit, guys. Pull my dicks out. Oh, my dicks out in public. Like, all you had to do was not have your dick out in public. And then you win. Like, oh, shit, it's all again. It's all again. Like, bro, I don't care how much I like you. Put your dick away and fucking win the championship. Sorry, right, he did put his yeah. dick away the next split and win the championship. So, yeah, two years later, one, one year later, whatever. It's all good. Yeah, it worked yeah. out eventually. You know, he's reformed now. Right. So, is there even any team left to talk? Isn't that everyone? I think that's all the teams. We got everyone. Oh no, I've got an angle for you to ask. So here's the here's what I didn't ask you though. What about the all Korean bot lane of Fnatic? Because I'll tell you what, mate, that's actually one of the things in the offseason. Look, I can't flame Fnatic super hard because actually by keeping most of the team, it kept like the flaw of the team. And as a result, they're not they're they're one of the better teams in the LEC. But mate, that feels like a missed opportunity. Because I have to say, I think this all Korean bot lane is just whatever. It's like surely if I'm getting all Korean, it should be mega. You should be like studs who are fucking carrying me out the game. Like this funny first of all, Noah is no preserved. And then the junk guy's just all right. He's okay. There's nothing wrong with it. But like, why are we recruiting this guy? I don't get it. I don't get it yeah. at all, mate. Yeah, it's it, it's a little bit weird. I mean, I feel like Jun has played pretty well, but Noah's been playing worse overall. So it just doesn't it, like this. The result is the same, where their balling just isn't a huge point of power. Um, yeah, I'm not I'm not really sure what it does for the team, but I, I'd say Jun looks like he's a good LEC support. I just don't know about Noah, and it feels like Noah just, I mean. He's, he hasn't hit even close to the level that he was hitting early in summer. Like early in summer, it looked like, holy fuck, this guy is going to be insane. Like, his trajectory weeks, is crazy. He fucking tricked us all. Those first two weeks, he just fucking, it's like a hustler. He just tricked, he made us think one thing, and then it doesn't matter now. We all just keep going, he should be better. And it's like, he just isn't, mate. He just wasn't that cracked, it turns out, sadly. Yeah. 
I mean, then he has like these tweets where he's like, it's like, they say that I can only play like Aphilios or like they, they, they can say, they say right now that I can only play Varus. It's like, watch me. It's like, yeah, but like everyone's been right about that. Like, you literally couldn't play anything but Aphilios at Worlds. Like, it just is what it is. It was an amazing pleb correction of Rich's wrath where he was complaining about Targamas' his champion pool. Yep. And this guy goes, what are you talking about? He played eight champions in nine games. It's like, we weren't suggesting he can't lock them in and champ select you moron. He's just not good on any of them. What are you what are you talking about? Of all the angles, you're really gonna die on the hill. That checks notes Targamas has a good champion. What are you yeah, talking please, about? Man. What please. are you talking about? Bruh. How could that be? How could that be? I mean, the, the the conversations that I have are are just so stupid on social media. I swear I to God, like the level of like the average level of like LEC fans reading comprehension has gone down massively in this in this. Place. Has- I, when I tweeted out that that thing about like I, I said, BDS do not have a, have a good early game. If you watch the early games, they lose almost every single early game, right? Yes. The highest, the most upvoted response was like, "What a horrible take!" Like that's not a take. <laughs> That's that is literally okay. just a fact. Like, you can go back um, into the game. It is completely verifiable that they lost the majority of the, the early games. You can look at every stat. You can look at all the games itself. There's no way that you can go. And, and the reason why you watch the games is because you can win an early game while being behind. If you're playing, like, a mega scaling comp and then you're, like, down 50 gold in the early game, it's like, nice, you've kind of won the early game. You've done things to actually make your team you know, have a better chance than they should at that point. But if you watch the games, they have comps where they should be able to get leads early game. They don't do anything um, with like in the early game to get themselves leads. And then they just lose. People are like, oh, horrible take. I will dominate. You just go on their Twitter and it's just like all, it's just like everything is just like French retweeted giveaways. Like, thanks, man. Like, this is just so fucking constructive. I love it. By the way, every person, here's another thing they keep doing, I've noticed in the modern day, Dom, that is so annoying because it's essentially like they've just decided we're never, ever allowed to be right. So I'll give you an example, right? If you were to talk about someone, like I just mentioned Berserker, right, who obviously isn't doing great in Cloud9. So what they'll do is they'll go to this, Dom, right, since you've mentioned a player who was really good for years and years, I'm going to just only talk specifically about right now, and he's bad, so don't ever say he's good. But then if, like, Faker plays like shit, I'm supposed to go, sorry, he's still the goat and a three-time world champion, and fucking one episode like which is it which is it like it's like you'll notice this happens in politics people who actually can't just debate points just choose so that when you say a general pattern they choose the specific outlier and when you say a specific outlier they just go but what about the general pattern it's like it's just fucking shit all this is a framing tactic guys it's not smart it's just nonsense like anyone could do that all day long like by that logic by the way I'm supposed to actually say that like Oduan is just fucking shit he's yeah. worth a stop no he I obviously mean- wasn't in the best form of his career but look at fucking years he has you know i mean the thing that's so funny about those types of, of of situations is like i'll be like hey this is like the information on the early game and the and nuck will literally come in my replies and be like yeah i agree with those points we need to get better at early game okay. in order. and like okay. ever and then like and those comments like nuck's comments will get yes. less upvotes than like the random oh, fan that's literally just shitting on me for yes. being correct like even the player that 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 is that i'm count that i'm Making this point against this coming in and being like, yeah, I agree with those points. Like the only thing that like what he was making the distinction of was between laning and laning phase. When I hear a team's laning phase, I'm talking about the whole phase of the game. He was talking specifically about their individual laning. Okay, whatever. It's a misunderstanding. Oh, My point still stands. It is a second language. You can have a mistake every now and then, guys. Yeah, it's fair. Yeah, I'm completely okay with that. It's like, but my point is like they have a flaw 
in their gameplay that is a scary thing when you go and play yes. against better teams. You do not want to have a bad early game when you go to like an international tournament. And then you just have like fans like, yeah, you're wrong. It's like, well, the player that I'm talking about, like who who's literally on your side that you're trying to like defend here said I was right. And they're like, yeah, whatever, bro. You're still fucking wrong. Like, it's just so, it's, by the way, it's, when, like, it's like K-pop stands nowadays. That's what oh, fucking yeah. LEC has become. That's, it's like that's, K-pop That's fans. what the model is. Like, that's why I always say the T1 fans are the least surprising fans. Of all. They're just K-pop fans, but fake as the K-pop idol. That's all it is. Like the joke is they're not even fans of T1. They hate the other fucking players when they lose. They just want fake to win. Irra- irra- irrational and relevant to how good he is now. Just want him to win no matter what. Yeah, no problem. By the way, I also love that angle as well. So what happens is you just make like a tweet on your Twitter account. The player himself... It not only thinks you're relevant enough, but considers your point and directly engages with you. And then you have like the one million little fucking goblins who are like, no, bro, thinks he knows him. Ha-ha. You think you know him, though, bro? No, no, you think you know him. <laughs> Dafcon, he's talking to me. He's literally talking to me right it's now. The one looking inside the windows of the pub going, imagine if I was the one having a pint of lager yeah. with him. And he's literally just... turning to me going, another pint for him? Like, give me a pint. How much more do I need to know him? Do I need to biblically know him and actually have sex with him or something? Like, what are you fucking <laughs> talking about here? We're going too far, guys. It's just no, fucking I mean, the, the funniest thing is, like, not not only did, like, Nuck respond in public, he also, like, DM'd me in private and we oh, had like a like a pretty okay. like decent like back and forth about like you know okay. the intricacies of, of the team like he even just like talked to me afterwards and was like yeah you know like i completely like understand where you're coming from like you make a good point i agree with like everything that you said it's just like i just meant that our laning is good and our laning phase like maybe you think late like the way i see laning phase is just like the individual laning phases the way you see laning phase is like the early game right that was literally all we talked about. But it's so fucking weird that, like, you say anything that's negative, And even the player's not offended by what you fucking say. The yeah. player's like, yeah, good point, bro. And then all the fans just go and just like, shit okay. on you mercilessly. It's just so fucking Listen, bad. I can't lie. I don't DM with Nook. I mean, I did one time DM him a, po- a picture of the poster for Ratatouille and say, look, even if you can cook, you are still a rat. I never actually did that. That's a joke. That was just, <laughs> okay. that was just a thought. Look, it was funny. I should I should have just lied and said I did do that. But that's that was just purely for the purposes of entertainment. And... None of the people mentioned all their likenesses in any way copyright infringement. Right, obviously, that was the Best Damn League Show Classic Edition. Next week, tune in to see who's not Dom. If hearing us wax lyrical about the matchups, the top teams, the good players, the bad players, who we thought would be good, who actually has been good, who shocked us, who's been bad, maybe it makes you actually think it has changed your mind about who's going to win or not win a game. Well, check out the pricing because they obviously have all the LEC games up to be bet on as of right now on eSports Bet. You can go ahead and as you can see, Team Heretics a slight favourite over SK. Maybe you're feeling Nisky and Isma. You've got Mad Lions is actually a favourite over Giant X. Will or do I'm there? And Patrick actually show their veteran skills. G2 plays BDS on paper. You'd think G2 all day long, but at 3.1 odds, isn't BDS kind of a canny little underdog? Don't they actually kind of sort of win when they shouldn't later in the game? Interesting. If you want to bet on any or all of those, obviously go to esportsbet.io. Use the promotions we mentioned elsewhere. You can also find out other matches and what me and Monty think of them via our competitive edge, which is on the esportsbet channel.